It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and also now on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, April the 25th, 2021, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I hope that you're all doing well and staying safe and enjoying the beautiful weather wherever you are. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make sure that we have an entertaining and smooth-running show. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from right here in Austin, Texas, once again by Lauren Tarrant, RN and founder of Well Beyond Care, co-founder of Well Beyond Care. And she'll be discussing finding the right caregiver to meet your needs. And then later in the program, the twins, Minerva and Ruben, join us again from Bay of Bandadas, Mexico, with another Mexico travel destination. And along the way, I'll be discussing moving into the new normal with passion and overcoming obstacles along the way. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guest. And my email address is Mara. that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website. And the link to the podcast, along with any website link program, will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also hear the podcast on Apple Podcasts five minutes after the show ends. And for information from previous programs, to listen to all of the previous programs that have been on since we've been on Blog Talk Radio, which has been over seven years, you can go to my website, you can go to blogtalkradio.com, and you can go to Apple Podcasts, and all of those will be there. And for upcoming events, to find out what's coming up on the next show, or to find out what talks I'm giving, or any other upcoming events, or read my blogs, go to my website. I mean, um, follow me on Facebook. You can go to my website. Um, but also follow me on Facebook for upcoming events, and that's Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a very brief break 
to play a few of our commercials. It's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back. And joining us on the phone will be Lauren Super Tarrant psychologist and Dr. Mara Carpell. We'll be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone once again from right here in Austin, Texas, Lauren Tarrant, RN and co-founder of Well Beyond Care. Welcome back, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me back. And thank you for coming back. It's always good to have you on the show. Um, so, so for those listeners who haven't heard you when you've been on the show before, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and also what Well Beyond Care is all about. Thank you. Of course. So um, I have been a nurse for just about 40 years, and the my nursing practice has been in home health, psych, hospice, pretty much. And along the way, um, we I discovered that there is an issue with families. You know, they're just trying to get care for their loved ones, and it is so tough. So with my nursing experience, we have put together myself and my co-founder, Jeffrey Fry, we have put together a site that will help people from across the nation find a caregiver. So I'll tell you what, um, you know, a little bit more uh, about that. But, the you know, being a nurse, and I think that with this site, it allows me and the nurses that I work with to help families in a totally different way. We're not, you know, giving shots and IVs. We're just making sure that they're okay and at home. And after a long time of being a nurse, it feels really good to help in a different way. So that's a little bit about me, and I've been doing this for, mm, we've been doing well beyond care the last couple years. And what it is, is that it's an alternative to pricey private duty agencies, if I can say that. You know, um, Mm -hmm. agencies are great, but they are um, very expensive. So what we do, we help people find 
a dependable, affordable, long-term caregiver for someone or for their family. And nurses manage the caregivers from or manage the way you manage your caregivers across the country from anywhere. So there's an, always an RN to coach. So what happens is well beyond care is we are we say we're empowering care. We help families find caregivers, but we walk through with them all from the beginning till the end to make sure that they know how to work with caregivers or to get care in the home. That'll bring me to what I wanted to talk about today mm -hmm. is that, you know, um, it's great to have an agency if you can. If not, you are on your own to find a good caregiver and to manage them, to, to recruit them, to interview them, to manage them. And that's one of the things we do at Well Beyond Care is everyone's assigned to a nurse because it's overwhelming. You know, mm -hmm. especially if it's your oh, yeah. mom and she's at home and now health, you know, everything was fine, you know, with dementia or whatever issue. Now health care issues are bubbling up. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, time to put her in a nursing home. Not necessarily. Let us figure out, let, talk with the nurses that specialize in home health and hospice, keeping people at home. <laughs> and that's what we do is try to make it affordable and help you keep people at home help them find, you know, help everyone find resources across the country to make it so that you can keep somebody at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure that some people who are, you know, looking to find caregivers for their loved one would find it really overwhelming to, you know, to try to start to find a caregiver. And I know that you said that you walk, you walk, them through the process so they're they're not alone doing that but what are some of the safety issues like you know when you are looking for a caregiver um how do you know that that person is who they say who they are right people get real nervous about that kind of thing these days that's right and you know what we're really focused on safety in the home and that's, you know, people can't, I talk with people all the time that go to Craigslist and find a caregiver, and then we'll tell them about our site, which is actually another $3 an hour more, so it's very affordable. If you pay a caregiver 13 it costs you 16 okay, which is different than an mm -hmm. agency. But if you would go to Craigslist and you would, in, you know, you'd find a caregiver, I'm not sure you would know what to ask. I'm not sure you would know how to prepare your house. I'm not sure that you would know how to manage them along the way. And that's what we do. And because of safety, um, the issue is that they are the most vulnerable at this time, the person receiving care, or they wouldn't need a caregiver. So oftentimes, I say this because I hear this all the time, not all the time, but way too often, where someone will say, oh, I don't need you to help me find a caregiver. I don't need a criminal background check. I've only been beaten up three times. I'll take my chances. And, oh, oh, I can't. Oh, that makes me, that just makes me so sad. And so on our site, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that we do, but on our site, as soon as someone gets ready to interview, 
um, a, a potential caregiver, we automatically send them interview questions, and I'll talk to about a few, and um, caregiver responsibilities, what is your responsibility, and um, how to prepare. But it's important to me, the message that I have is that when you're interviewing someone, you know, recruiting is an active practice. And on our mm -hmm. site, we're teaching families to interview and giving them all the tools. And they can call and talk with us and help us and we'll help in any way. Which And, and we lead them through the interview and then the reference check and criminal background check. And the reason I mention that is because oftentimes you have an agency coming in to give you a caregiver and don't understand why the caregiver doesn't do what you want them to do or sometimes people get ripped off and I hate when that happens. And I think what happens sometimes um, in, a, in an agency, from an agency perspective, they hire wonderful caregivers and then send them to families' homes. Some agencies, they all do criminal background checks because it is a regulation. However, mm -hmm. an agency can say that they did a criminal background check and they could have gotten one that was a $16 check that didn't show anything. And when you say interview, they've interviewed the caregiver, but they needed to have more caregivers for their patients. So sometimes caregivers are brought on a little bit too quick for my liking. That's, you know, that's uh -huh. for me why, um, and I, and I, I love, you know, you're always going to have agencies. We're always going to need it. There's always going to be someone who needs someone else to do it. But what we do at, at Well Beyond Care, and even if you didn't use our service, the message is take your time, interview these people, Get a clear reference check. We'll teach you how to do that. We'll give you the interview questions. And then last thing, get a background check. And the one that we use is $75, which seems pretty exorbitant. However, it's the best one we could find. I probably interviewed about mm -hmm. 20 companies. And any agency can say I did a background check, and they may have a real cheap one, which didn't show a lot. And so you're not right. surprised when something happens, and it does. On our site, we argue with people sometimes because they say it's expensive, and then we say, but it's the best one we could find. You'll make that money up in a day or two, and you'll know that your mother is taken care of. And, you know, oftentimes we, we teach the families, you know, go through the checks. They do a criminal background check, and it comes back with, a, you know, a, a long sheet of records, right? Um, uh -huh. They might not have been found in an agency or for people that are interviewing individually without our help or another uh, organization's help, they're not going through these checks. And with right. us, you skip the checks, we stop and say, no, no, no here's a nurse going to kind of talk to you. We get our nurse voice on. I know we've talked about that before, but our nurse voice will be something like, are you seriously, you, you checked the, the box that says you took all responsibility and declined having a background check, but I want to talk with you about it and let me tell you why. And you can choose uh -huh. anyone you want or you can choose the one that we have. 
and it's very complete. In fact, that company will call to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, and they will walk you through. It's not my company. It's a company we've chosen. But we take hiring people, caregivers, very seriously because in our model, we help families recruit and hire and schedule and pay and tax and all of those things. So we do the back office, but they are the employer. So it's real important uh-huh. that we are communicating. Does that all make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you hear all kinds of stories about caregivers taking advantage of, of the people that they're taking care of. And it's real. I, I mean, probably to me, that's probably the most important upfront step you can take is making sure that the right. caregiver is safe. <laughs> right. That's right. And, you know, another thing, you know, we are humans and sometimes we make mistakes and that's okay. And there are things on our site where you can, and I'm, you know, I'm going to pitch that a little well beyond care, where you can have a watch or a camera or, you know, it's 2021. Mm -hmm. We can be as careful as we would like to, but some people don't know what their options are. So that's why we do a lot of teaching on the site to make sure they understand, um, you know, this is a safety issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're nurses. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, you're getting a caregiver for the safety of your loved one. So it's important that the caregiver is also fully vetted as someone who's safe. It only makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, um, we're not suggesting that it's unsafe to interview or hire a caregiver, but we are suggesting that you be particularly aware about interviewing them, interviewing someone you don't know very well. Think about the hazards of bringing someone into your home, as we said, before they're properly vetted. Vetted meaning Mm -hmm. you've gone through all those checks, okay? And we, as I said, we're nurses and we've watched it. We have the experience and the background, the knowledge of so many families that didn't take that extra step to ask interview questions, to interview. You know what I always do? I interview people twice, at least. Sometimes I'll interview, I'll ask the same question two, three, four times. It's like those Uh old MMPIs, right? I I like to ask. Yeah, ask something a couple different ways to the same caregiver and see what happens. And I always recommend that. So uh, on Well Beyond Care, what they're doing is they're filling out a profile and they're saying what they want, but that's not enough. Just like if you say in the newspaper, I want somebody with this, that's not enough. We want to make sure that, okay, we're talking with them, we're interviewing them, we're getting to know them in a couple different ways. If people are not showing up or they're late, they're not going to show up or they're going to be late when they give you care. But some people don't Mm -hmm. realize that. That's why, you know, we're sending them these tips and helping them to understand that, you know. And here's another tip. You know, we're going to talk. I I hope we have a few minutes to say a few interview questions. Yes. you know, Okay, good. And, you know, there's a tip that we always say is that, you know, nowadays we can do it on Skype or Zoom or FaceTime. You know, what? there are so many different platforms. However, um, that 
the thing is, that's fine, but don't give too much information, and we don't give too much information to start. And if someone is going to meet a caregiver, a potential caregiver at McDonald's or at Starbucks or, you know, the Cheesecake Factory, whatever that is, we always make sure they understand to ensure that someone knows where they are and where they're having the meeting. In other mm-hmm. words, you know, share the location, give them <clears throat> the actual address. You know, have your phone ready to dial 911 if you have to or to dial your son's right. number or whatever that is. And just be careful. And I'm going to say most of the time you're absolutely fine. But, you know, nowadays you just can't be too careful. So we say, mm-hmm. you know, if possible, meet and, of course, let someone know where you are. But if possible, put in meet at a public place like a coffee shop. Meet them mm-hmm. as often as it, as it takes to work it out or feel comfortable. That's why I say if you want to interview, like on our site, there's no charge until work is done. <laughs> And they can, and they fill out a profile and then caregivers come on and they're allowed to look and then sort them and see which ones they want to connect with. When they connect, the caregiver looks to see what is being offered. You know, what's the job? And then when they connect and say, yeah, I want to, then the family member sets up a time for an interview. And that's when they can say, I want it on Zoom or I want it at Starbucks or whatever. And at that time, we send out Email, you know, the nurse contacts them just to say, hey, how you doing? Do you need help? And did you get the interview questions and the and the safety tips, the um, how to prepare the, the document that we say how to prepare for your new caregiver? As well, a uh-huh. caregiver, a care speaker has responsibilities. So we right. talk about that, and, and it's just important that we're always talking about the safety and you know what? What we do a lot of times, because we're nurses and we're bold, is we will say, feel comfortable interviewing them. If you're in person, ask them for a picture of their ID and take a picture of it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Ask these, and that's why I prepared some questions. We've got some hard questions, but people get scared and they don't know what to say. And they'll just ask anything or they're not assertive and they won't go back and ask the hard questions. So that's why we prepare it. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. But also um, what we have on our site, which whether you hire someone on our site or Craigslist or whatever, document everything. We make it easy for you. But, you know, when you interview someone, what did they say? Write it down. When you ask them Uh a second time, make sure that it matches. When you say go and meet me somewhere and they don't show up, they're 30 minutes late, they brought their brother or their sister, that's what's going to happen in your home. So that's why we say take it really, really seriously. So can I can I bring up a couple questions that we yeah, might ask? Absolutely. In an Let's. What are What are some of the you know the top questions that are really important to ask in an interview? I would, and when I guess, and I'll say this too, when we're interviewing people to be a caregiver in the home, whether it's with a site like Well Beyond Care, whether it's with us, or if you're interviewing someone on Craigslist, um, it's, it's just really important that you are asking the questions, you're assertive as possible, 
You're not afraid to ask those questions. If you get the EBGBs, you clarify it immediately. This is where you need to be assertive. And if you don't feel good mm -hmm. about it, go. Okay, so when you're asking these questions, I always say if you're on the phone, you know, look at them. That's why I love Zoom and, and Skype. Um, if you're in person, poor eye contact will not be okay. Okay, you're looking at them. This is, again, this is the person that's going to go in and see your grandmother or your mother. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. So here, here are a few questions. And, and because you're interviewing from the perspective of a care-seeking care individual versus an organization or, you know, a company, you can ask anything. In a company, you know, you're checking references and you're interviewing and you have to be very careful. But this is different. It does matter when you're hiring someone one-on-one -on -one if they have kids that are going to be, you know, um, trying to get on the bus and it's going to make you late every day, okay? Or, right. um, mm -hmm. you know, there, yeah, there are things that you can ask. You know, it is important. Um, in a workplace, you can't ask if someone is pregnant. In the home, you can. It's an interesting right. thing, but in the workplace, you know, but yeah, you ha you cannot discriminate. But in the home, it's just you, and it's a getting to know each other, and it's not considered a discrimination. But on our site, they get to kind of see how old they are and what they look like and what their skills are and their match before they ever meet and have the opportunity to discriminate, okay? We just, uh -huh. you know, we uh -huh. match cultures and we match ages because a 70-year-old doesn't want a 20-year-old mostly. A 70-year-old wants a 70-year-old mm -hmm. or someone close. Or if someone speaks Farsi, they want someone who speaks Farsi, you know? So I always, when we get ready to ask questions, I always say take it personally, take your time. This is, You can't be more serious than at this time. And listen to their right. answers and ask them again, because this is for your loved ones. So you might say, okay, where have you worked and what did you do and for how long? It's a big question, but we want to know, you know, it's a big difference if someone cared for their grandfather for 10 years and gave him insulin every day, that might be a better caregiver than someone who has five years in a, as a, um, occupational caregiver, you know, in a um, in a facility or such. So mm -hmm. where have you mm -hmm. worked, what capacity? You know, you're looking for the lovey-dovey goo-goo, you know, of, oh, I worked at this assisted living facility and I loved all the people and they were so great and I was so glad because my grandfather was there too and I cared for him for 10 years. And that's part of our profile, but that's what you want to know. <clears throat> you want to be asking those questions. Who have you worked with? What was your job? You know, in what capacity? And how long did you do it? Because when I'm looking at a resume, too, and somebody has 20 different jobs and they've only stayed for three months at a, at a time, I'm scared. I'm wondering uh -huh. what is up. Okay? Right. So then here's another one that is good for in the home, you know. What what made you decide to be a caregiver and what brings you the biggest joy and what stresses you out? That's a big one, too, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it may be, you know, I, I decided to be a caregiver because I watched my mom struggle for so long. And it's great, but you know what? 
at at some point if they start yelling at me or if they start you know if they stay up till three o'clock in the morning I can't do that I want to that takes away the joy for me my joy is I want to treat someone great and these are the last few years of their life so you're listening mm-hmm. when asking these questions you know and it might be here's another couple um how would you describe your work performance in comparison with others? You know, and mm-hmm. just stop mm-hmm. and let them answer. And they might say, I'm the best one there and I always get awards. Or they could say, I don't know, I never found anywhere where I liked, you know, they, they never liked me. Whatever it is, these questions are open-ended questions and they'll know you're listening to them. You know, and then mm-hmm. here's another one. How do you describe your relationship with your last last few employers? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's something to say, I was with them for eighteen years and I was so happy versus I can't get a break. Every boss I've had has hated my guts. They don't like that uh-huh. I come in late every day. Or you know, for some reason, my smack in my gum just gets under their skin and I don't get it, you know? Um, uh-huh. And those, that will lead you into a question. You're trying to get to their ethics. You're trying to get to their work ethics and to their personality. And you might say, uh, here's another good question. And and it's okay to say it, it yes, but have you ever been terminated or fired and part of that is why and what did you learn? And just sit back mm-hmm. and find out. Okay, well, you know, I was talking with someone yesterday and they got fired because they opened up their big mouth to say the truth. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh-huh. that that is okay. And it and then you know, what did you learn? And it might be, I learned that I could never go in and work as a, I don't know, dialysis nurse. It just is not mm-hmm. in my scope. I'm too frustrated. I can't handle it. You know, whatever that is, um, that may that may have something to do why they were fired or terminated. Or they may have right. learned that, you know, after five years of being frustrated and getting burned out and having 30 patients and wanting to do my best and getting angry and having, you know, headaches and gaining 30 pounds, it dawned on me, and this is what I learned, I love people and I just want to do one or two people at a time. And then I'm happy Mm -hmm. because I can take my time and to shine. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to, you know, you can always ask, you like cats or dogs, that's on our site, that kind of stuff. But what you're trying to do is find out their reliability, their, you know, loyalty, things that, you know, they grew, that they've learned. Um, And, you know, you can ask things like, what would happen if, or what did happen? It could be things like, it, what would happen if your car didn't work? That is a really good question to ask. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What would happen if you're, you're coming to see my mother and the car, your car doesn't work? What do you do? And it's a good question to ask, and I, and I point this out because um, I coach both sides. We do it well beyond care, caregivers and care seekers. 
And sometimes a caregiver will call and they'll say, and they'll call me, even though I'm not the boss, the family is, but Mm -hmm. they call me and they say, my car broke down and I can't come to work today. And, um, you know, it's just that my darn car has rust and it's just not, you know, it's rusting out and falling apart and I don't know what to do and I just don't want to put any money into it. Okay, well, good question to ask and you're going to ask. What's your, so what arrangements have you made or will you make in case your car does break down? Because this is my mom and I need her to be here. And on the flip side, I will always tell the family as we're talking, and that's part of our safety tips too. And because they're more than safety tips, but they're trying to, you know, take care of their parents, we'll always teach them about building teams. Because Mm -hmm. you might have the best caregiver and she's wonderful and oops, she got COVID. Oops, there's two weeks, four weeks, could be longer. And, or we have a great caregiver and, um, oops, they broke their, they broke their leg. And so on things like a car to make them more reliable, I'm glad that they call us and we'll say things like, all right, what are you going to do? What is your plan? I hope the family already talked with them about it. But mm-hmm. I said to someone, I said to a very young caregiver, I don't care what you do to get your car fixed. What I need you to do, see, I get my nurse voice on. What I need you to do uh-huh. is call the family and let them know you're going to be late and that you're doing everything you can to make sure that you have a replacement, you have a ride there, and you'll deal with your car later, Okay. And I want to make sure that you think that out. I don't care if it's your mom that takes you or somebody who lives next door to you, but make sure you let them know I'm late, my car isn't working, and there's a problem, and I will be there. Don't get up without me, or I have a, you know, or you can, you know, some people have backups. Mm-hmm. What We build teams, but I'm going to throw one more thing out. I know we're going to run out of time, but I also want to say, as we're interviewing and preparing, um, oftentimes families get into this sticky situation where they want to have a caregiver and they want to pay the money and they want to pay the least amount. And for ours, it would be 15 an hour and that would include our fees, okay? But they want to pay the least amount of money because they're trying to afford care and they don't know for how long. So they can't afford to give caregivers um, insurance or benefits and caregivers you know, they're looking for money, they're looking for a job, they need to be safe. So here's another Well Beyond Care plug is that we've joined, we've, um, we have some partners that just joined us that will help us with some benefits for caregivers. Oh, for, that's great. You know, between 7 and $14 a month, and that would be for auto incidences. Maybe they lock their keys in the car. Oops, can't get there. Ran out of gas. Uh-huh. Um, got a flat tire. Um, it's raining and my windshield wipers broke and now I'm in trouble. Or, you know, there are different, there are little benefits that, you know, what we want to do is have families find a perfect caregiver, close, you know, really good match so that they can hang on to them for a very long time. And those caregivers, yeah. we tell them, put the price where you want it to be, 12, 13, 14, even 18. Put the price where it will be so that you can come and you're loyal and you wouldn't go anywhere else. Because once right. you have, you've been interviewed, you've bonded, you might have been interviewed two, three times, you've met them, you've looked at them in their eyes, 
I don't want that caregiver going anywhere. That's that's the stress yeah. part of it is in the interviewing, once you're through that and it's a little uncomfortable, now you know who you're dealing with and they know who they're dealing with. And we so, want so loyalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Lauren, if people are interested in finding out more about Well Beyond Care, whether they're care seekers or caregivers, and if they want to get all your lists of tips, for interviewing, for safety, for their responsibility as a care seeker, all of that stuff, um, what's the best way that they can do that? If they're looking for a caregiver, they can go to wellbeyondcare.com, and they say that they are looking for care, and it's easy to fill out a profile, and they're, it's free. It's nothing. And once they complete their profile, we start recruiting immediately. If you, and as we do that, we have a help button. They click on the help button and there are so many, we call them frequently asked questions, but there are a lot of frequently asked questions. And besides that automatically you will get these, um, there's about five or six documents that you'll get as soon as you ask for an interview, the questions and safety tips and responsibilities. But we can. But people on the site can also click on the help button to frequently ask questions, and view those as well. Even if you know you haven't hired, you haven't set up that interview yet. But we're okay. happy to help. And you know what? It's with our nurses, we'll point you in the right direction, and you know, give you the opportunity to decide what you want, what caregiver you want. So I'm going to post that on my website this evening so people can go there and they could get that link and, it, and there, are, there are several I saw the documents there are really great documents to help people to find the perfect caregiver and have it go well so mm -hmm. I rec mm -hmm. highly recommend that um, all right well thank you Lauren for, for coming back on the program and thank um, you and for all that you're doing Thank you. If I might say one last thing, which I always do when I'm on your show, if I may give one more tip that, that really is important to me, whether they use okay. Well Beyond Care or not, when you are interviewing someone or when you have care, if you are uncomfortable for any reason, please speak up. Do not hire them and your interview or your care. Thank your, mm -hmm. you know, your caregiver or your interviewee for taking the time to meet you. Always be nice, always. But you know what? If you get the heebie-jeebies, there's a reason you're getting heebie-jeebies. Listen to yeah, your gut. Okay. Okay? I yeah, agree. So thank you. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Thank you. I think that goes in every situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yep. ma'am. Yes. Well, thank you All so right. much. And I'd love to help Thanks. anyone come, come to the site or give me a call. All right. All right. You have a good evening, Lauren, and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you all, too. Thanks again. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a one-minute break. Um, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back.
Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we're back. Uh, if you just joined us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell on your golden ears right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmarakarpell.com. And before we go to the twins in Mexico, I want to talk a little bit about um, overcoming obstacles to follow your passion. And I know that this whole past year has been one giant obstacle for many people in terms of uh, following your passion. And at the same time that we've been in a pandemic and people have been dealing with economic issues um, and a lot of people have been very isolated, life has gone on and there have been other obstacles that come up. It doesn't, you know, because we're in this situation, doesn't stop other obstacles from occurring. Starting to open up and we're going to be dealing with more obstacles of life. But I think it's important, and I wrote about it in my book, that we continue to find ways of living a life with passion, even through the obstacles, even through this one big obstacle that we've all been dealing with. Um, You know, we're going to be moving into the new normal, whatever that looks like, and um, if we want to stay healthy and we want to stay um, motivated to keep going in life, then we need to find joy in our lives. We need to find a way to live a life of passion in spite of all of the ups and downs of life. Um, You know, there were a lot of obstacles before we went into a pandemic, and there will continue to be obstacles when we come out of the pandemic. So how do we get through that? Um, I wrote about it in my book. There's a section, uh, Chapter 6, 12 Pauses to Get Back on Track. Um, Chapter 5 is Knowing When to Pause. Chapter 4 is No Path is Straight and Narrow. That one I talked about how, you know, things can be going along really well, and then there will always be something that kind of gets in the way. We think that it's an obstacle, and maybe it is, but it might also be just a twist or a turn that is leading us in a direction that we need to go. And one of the things that I I mentioned in in the book about when we hit an obstacle is is trying to find some meaning in it. And a couple of weeks ago we had Paula Hopwood on the program and she talked about how things in life are happening for you rather than happening to you. Um, and I like to think about it that, 
you know, it isn't, I don't necessarily believe that everything happens for a reason. I know a lot of people say that everything happens for a reason, that it was meant to happen and, and it's supposed to be there to help us. And I don't actually necessarily believe that. So I cannot say that and try to convince you of that if you're kind of on the fence. I, I can't be convincing because I don't necessarily believe it. But what I do believe is that everything that happens can be turned into a reason. That we can take what happens and use it to help us to move forward, to learn something from it. And, you know, and yes, sometimes things happen to us because of a reason, not because of a positive reason, but because we were doing something that maybe wasn't really good for us. So we can learn the lessons from that and move forward. And that would be a positive way of using what happened to us, that we can turn it into a lesson. How can we prevent this from happening again or from something worse happening? What message was in that event that we can use to to make our lives better. I mean, you, you very often hear about people who have been through pretty traumatic events, and they use that to help other people. And that becomes their passion, where maybe before they didn't have a passion. And it doesn't mean that, oh, it's great that this traumatic thing happened to them, but now that it did, what can they do with it? to turn it into something really powerful and, and positive. So we can think about that in terms of this whole situation with a pandemic, that we've been at home, many of us, with, with lockdown from our families, from our friends, maybe lockdown with our families. Um, people have had to change their lives. So what can they, what can we get from it? What can we learn from the situation? What positive things, what were the glimmers that occurred during this time, even if a lot of it was negative, that we can now take those positive things into this quote-unquote new normal? So like last week, the guest talked about, um, you know, everything is now going into um, you know, virtual, and what can we, um, you know, can we use some of the virtual um, technology that we have learned over the past year? Can we use that in a positive way even when things open up? I mean, it's caused us to connect with people around the world that we might not have connected with before. So that's a positive thing. I talked about when Paula was on a couple of weeks ago about how I had broken my arm, and I wrote a, a blog about it. You can go to my website, and you can click on the blogs, and you'll see that it's, it's on several different platforms, and you can just pick one to read it. And I talked about the message that was in my broken arm. So one of the messages was that I was doing too much. So I was burning a candle at both ends. And I was appreciative to have work during this pandemic because 
you know, I didn't for about a month, and then I know a lot of people didn't have work, so I felt fortunate, so I was overdoing it. And I was exhausted, and I didn't really think clearly when I, you know, tripped and fell and broke my arm. Um, Positive from it was that I realized that I need my life to be more in balance, and as much as I spoke about getting your life in balance, and I talked about it before the pandemic ever hit, that I wasn't doing it myself. And now I was forced to do that because I couldn't, I haven't been able to work to the same extent that I was before. And um, and now I'm starting to question, do I really want to go back to that, to, the, to that point that got me to where I fell? I don't think so. Um, the other the other part of it is that when we have an obstacle, it's it's really important not to run from it. We really need to accept what is. We want it to get better. We want to overcome it, but we can't do that without first accepting the reality of the situation. So if I ignored the fact that I had a broken arm and I went and did things as if I didn't have a broken arm, I would be doing more damage to my arm that might not ever that I might not ever recover from. So, you know, for example, now I'm in physical therapy with my arm and I'm told don't lift anything heavy because the bone is healed but it's only been a short while. So we have to do range of motion, but we can't do strengthening. Now, I could ignore that and say, well, I don't want to have it broken up. Now my arm's out of a sling, and I want to move it, and I want to pick things up and act as if everything is back to normal. And the result of that could be that I re-break the arm, might need surgery, or never get full range of motion back in my arm. The goal is to get full range of motion, but you can't, and the goal in any of the obstacles that you encounter is to overcome it and get back on your path, but you can't skip the steps in between. You you have to have patience. So you need to stop and look at the situation and accept it and then take the steps in order to move forward towards your goal. You can't just go from here to there without taking the steps in between. So, you know, uh, I, I, we're going to go to the interview right now in Puerto Bay of Bandadas near Puerto Vallarta, but I just want to say it's really important to don't give up, keep going, but don't jump ahead, don't ignore the situation. Really look at the situation, the obstacle for what it is, accept it, and then be logical about it in terms of moving forward. Um, Life is a marathon. If you try to take shortcuts, you usually end up um, not, not, not achieving your goals or not achieving it sustainably. So, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that next time because I think it's a really, it's a big topic and I just kind of touched on it today. But um, I think it's really important, especially now that we're starting to move forward and think about, you know, people 
wanting to get back to their passion. Um, where are you right now, now, in this moment? And you need to really look at that clearly as you start to move forward. Okay, so now we're going to take a little break from that heavy talk, and we're going to listen to some of Art's music about Puerto Vallarta and Punta Mita, and then go to the interview with Ruben and Minerva in Bay of Banderas and another Mexico destination. Antonio de Mendoza. 
as minerals like gold and silver were being found Spain sent more migrants towards the mines. In 1741, the city received the title of the most noble loyal city of Santa Fe de Minas de Guanajuato and became a province in 1790 because of all the mines that were produ producing wealth. The colonial architecture includes some of the best Baroque and Churrigerske examples in New World. Yeah. Today, the population is about 200,000 people and with so many things to do. Here are a few that you will find interesting, like the underground tunnels of Guanajuato, the missing of Mommy, the University of Guanajuato, many plazas, and church. Very nice. Um, that sounds like a great place to visit. So how are things with Bay and Bandettas now, uh, now with the coronavirus? Well, it's getting better. I think um, I probably go like classes, um, essentials, and Monday. Oh, in person. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah, it's getting better. All right, that's good to hear. Well, until next time. Stay well and adios. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to be back next Sunday with another live show. And I just let me tell you what's happening before we go off the air right now. So next Sunday, May 2nd, Will Thornton, driving safety professional and author of the book, Are We There Yet?, will join us to discuss the hidden epidemic of high-risk driving and its most vulnerable victims of teens and new drivers, and how to address that risk and lower the stress of parents and grandparents of teens, because um, that seems like the scariest time for parents and grandparents. And we'll have more. We always have more on the program. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information, get the link that we talked about on the program, um, go to my website, drmaracarpel.com, and all of that will be up later tonight along with the podcast. And you can also listen to this evening's program in five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts in five minutes if you prefer. Also, follow me on Facebook for any upcoming events and upcoming shows, Dr. Mara Cartel, Your Golden Years. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Lauren Tarrant and Ruben and Minerva in Bay of Bandettas. And, of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.
She's a freaker, flying so high now. Shows a man where to fish. Watch me send it. He lies in his hand and teaches stories how to live. And he knows how to live. High in that mountain, watch the clouds rolling in. Senorita, they dance on that shoreline, making plans for that kiss. And they know how to kiss. They say that we're one hour behind. But the senoritas, they keep us in time That poppy city just blows through my mind It takes me back to my place Punta Mita time Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 